Hello and welcome to the FFW Podcast with me, Andrew Gibney. This is technically episode 3 of the new season, but for you it's episode 2 because last week, uh, the greatest podcast ever recorded in the history of football podcasts, but it got lost uh, in the, the internet and it doesn't exist on my computer, which is a shame. But back this week to try and rescue our poor start of season form is Rich Allen, who finally has internet. Ray! Hey! And Jeremy Smith. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, right. Yes, uh, finally, we've, 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 we hope we've got it working. Uh, it says it's recording, so if it doesn't, I'm just going to go live in the woods somewhere and never record another podcast. Most some people might be delighted about that. Uh, we are what, an hour and fifteen minutes away from the end of the transfer window in England. Uh, same for, for France. Midnight in France, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the ball as ever we are. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about some of the moves that have happened. Uh, splice in some results from the weekend, and and see where we end up in the next half hour. We can know there's only one place we can start, uh, and if I can find it before I put the podcast up, I'm going to get the Super Mario theme tune to start the podcast. Is Nice's free transfer signing of Mario Balotelli? Now, Jez, if anyone had told me this was going to happen at the start of the window, I would have called them mad, and there's been no way was this a move that would ever materialise. But Maybe they've convinced him because red and black's his colour that, that this is the place to be, but what do you make of, of Balotelli going to the Allianz Riviera? I suppose the first thing you have to say is it's a free transfer, so yeah. So why not? I mean, I, I don't know what the deal is with wages or anything. It's a nice place to be. It's a good uh, sort of disciplinarian of a manager who, who you know, if probably if anyone's going to be able to get the best out of him, um, why not Favre as much as anyone else? The fact is that it's you know more or less his last chance now. But then that as well has been uh, probably been said about his last couple of moves. I don't think anyone disputes, or certainly didn't used to dispute his ability. But the problem has always been, I don't know if attitude is the right word, or it's sort of even more. Uh, mental than than that. Um, it, I I think why not? I think it was well, certainly from League One League A point of view. I think it's brilliant. It's definitely going to um, get uh, League A more publicity. Um, I think Nice were short of a striker and uh, a different kind of striker as well. So yeah, as long as the wages aren't ridiculous and it's not going to cripple them. Um, I think it's sort of a, uh, a, a no, I guess, a no lose situation for them. Well, it's it's exactly that in terms of the link to Ben Arthur. They they you know saw what they did with Ben Arthur. They got him on a free. Uh, as as just said, it's a it's a no lose situation. He either flopped and well you know they've they've not lost anything, or he's a great success. They they get some you know, brilliant football out of him for a year. And then he moves on, and they can move on to the next person. Um, so I think what they have to do with Balotelli is, is sort of, I think as they did with Ben Arthur to a degree, is make him feel like the the special sort of almost icon player for the side. Um, they they can't let his attitude and big-headedness get away too much, but as long as they can keep that in check, I think you're looking at a potential good move. 
you just have to be careful. I think that his uh, any kind of bad attitude doesn't rub off on the sort of highly influential, uh, highly influenced rather. Sorry, young players that that's that squad and that side are littered with. And Jesu just mentioned off here that also uh, Eunice Belonda could be moving to Nice as well, and that's quite a tasty combination if if those two can find form together. Yeah, I mean, I I think I had a bit of a conversation with. Rich about it a couple of weeks ago. We were debating whether we actually thought that Nice had had a good transfer window. Um, I didn't particularly, but um, yeah, I've definitely changed my view now. <laughs> um, I mean, I think Balotelli maybe is slightly different to Ben Arthur in that I think he's a little bit more reliant on the service of others. But um, just having a star name like that, um, I think, will you know help help the the younger players in the team raise their game. And as Rich said, the responsibility hopefully will have the, the same effect. And then with someone like Belhanda, first of all, that there's that creativity. Secondly, someone who's, you know, been there, done it all in Liga. Mm. Um, I think he was was he Player of the Year the year that, that Montpellier won the title. Um, so you know, he know, he knows what it takes to be a success uh, in the division. So yeah, I think both of them are fantastic signings. It's actually potentially. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. It's, it's perfect time as well because also we've got the international break with them if we get a chance to talk about it at the end. Uh, so you've got like two weeks before it matches the point of game, so the amount of shots that they can shift and with Balotelli on the back before he actually gets on the pitch and does anything uh, good or possibly bad, the better and they can yeah, they can boost or if they make their money back wages wise in shirt sales then it's definitely definitely a positive. Uh, quite a few outgoings from League Gun as well. As always, uh, a few of the ones that we're not going to speak about probably going to be there's Euro Spy, which has gone from Toulouse to Andalet. Cobin uh, Sigforsen has left non on loan to Galatasaray. Marcel Tisserand's going to Germany for Ingolstadt. Uh, Laminga Sama's gone to Alanya Spore, the same team as uh, Wagner Love, and that, that shows you why that when I think some of them were asking, was Gasama any good? I think that answers your question. Uh, Ivan Cavallero's an interesting one he's gone to Wolves and I think I'd be right in saying everyone was really excited when Cavallero played in the Champions League qualifiers last season and then he did absolutely nothing uh, there was an injury like I think around October time November time but between sort of August and that he, he was absolute rubbish uh, Elderson's gone to Standard Liège. Uh, we've got Mehdi Abid has gone to Dijon, the, the former Newcastle player. Uh, Alexander Pesic has left Toulouse as well, and I've written down two Toulouse, I forgot where he's gone. Uh, one's two talk about. Uh, Atal- he went to Atalanta. He went to At- Atalanta, okay. Uh, one briefly to mention is uh, Benjamin Pavar has gone to Stuttgart in the Bundesliga 2 uh, which I actually had a little hand in I, did, I had a conversation this is the most random Saturday night ever I had a phone conversation with Thomas Hitzelsperger which is something I never thought I'd say uh, asking about uh, Pavar or what he was like etc and kind of on my recommendation they've gone and signed him which is a little bit of pressure. <laughs> uh, so get your fee. Get your give fee. a fee. Uh, uh, I think I might, I might be getting a, a Pavar shirt uh, in return, <laughs> which is quite cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I hope he does well, Benjamin. You better play damn well, or Thomas Hitzberg will be deleting my number and blocking me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Ones to talk about, definitely. We have to put Diddy and Dong, uh, Sunderland fans. This one broke last night, and uh, me and you, Rich, were sort of fending off questions. And they have paid in the end around 16 million euros it was quoted at 20 last night and I was like just no way 
he is worth 20 million euros. 16, I'm still like, oh, that's a bit of a... You've broke your transfer record on a guy who... And he started last season fairly well and then he sort of died off. And I, I think the, the comparison I can make is I don't think he is as good as what Mario Lamina was before Lamina went to Marseille. Uh, I think Lamina was much more influential for Warrior than than Didi and Dong is. Uh, but Rich, what, we, we, he's a, we like him, he's a good player. I just don't think when he was ready for the move and he's worth that sort of money and ready for the pressures that that's going to bring. Hmm. Well, I think he was cursed almost from, from day one with Lorient because um, I recall when I was reading and, and doing my research for his uh, Le 50 piece, um, the, the vice president at, at Lorient comparing him to Michael Essien. Mm. Now, I think, you know, when you compare, I mean, comparisons between players are always going to be tough, especially when you're, you know, fantastic players like, like Essien. Um, you're always going to, you're always going to struggle. Um, so I, I think Sunderland fans should perhaps get that comparison uh, out of their heads immediately. Yeah. Um, there is at the core of 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 Andong, there is a good player there. It's, it's sort of surrounded by a lot of um, erraticness, uh, a lot of uh, there's a bit of bit of a temper issue there. I know, I know, we, you know. The one that Eleven we'll yellow cards in one ear. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the, the Menez one will be cited, but that actually, you know, what it's that was that was an accident. But there have been some quite nasty red cards in his his, his few seasons with Lorient. Um, uh, there's enough there. I just don't think going to a club that are going to be fighting to stay up in such a high profile league is where he necessarily should have taken his next steps. Um, you know, I'm always going to advocate staying in you know, when you're still quite young. Uh, and it is hard to believe that I think he's he's only 22 mm. when you look at him because he looks like a sort of chiselled veteran of 40 years or something. But um, it, it's a bit of a make or break move for him. You know, if he, he could go and he could be brilliant. Uh, and I, you know, my, my words of caution may be uh, thrown back in my yeah, face. No but... point have we said, oh, no, he's rubbish, you shouldn't be saying them. It's just been like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I just think, you know, expectations perhaps, if you know, if I was a Sunderland fan, I'd be more concerned about ensuring that Envia signs. Yes. Um, uh, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it sounds a little better when you convert it to sterling. <laughs> um, but it, it's still a heck of a lot of money for a player who has not proven too much. Um, you know, if anything, a couple of great goals uh, aside, it's still a very, very rough, you know, very rough package. I think. Jeremy, the, the positive side from Ndong is I think he's sort of perfectly built for England. As is, he's not a brilliant footballer, but he is an athlete. Like he's fast, he's strong, he will run for the majority of games. And I think a lot of players get away with that in England that you don't need to be the most technically gifted, especially in the position that he plays. In the in the best league in the world. Yeah, yeah, the the fastest league in the world, probably the most entertaining league in the world. The best <laughs> technically, definitely not. And I think you'll get away with that. Uh, I think if someone like Wabi Kazri is sort of in a more attacking position, you get found out if you've not got that technical ability. But 
English fans and Sunderland fans will like his energy, they'll like his aggressiveness. Because I imagine you're not going to get, and we're speaking to Joey Barton about this, you're not get, going to get as many yellow cards in England for the same fills you get them for in France. So that should go down, uh, save with some, some caution, because it might not, it might just get even more stuck in with a bit of a free reign. Uh, it, what, could, it could be brilliant with Catamon and Dom I mean, Catamol, starting yeah. matches together. If Lee Catamon can make a career for himself in the Premier League, Diddy and Dom can make a, a career for himself. It's just something... I that think, as, as Rich said, I think he's you know, he is a decent player. He didn't, considering he started the season well last year, he didn't push on, which is a bit of a concern. Yes. And I do think um, the disciplinary side might be an issue. It's just the the amount. I mean, I remember last this time last year we were kind of laughing at all these sort of eight million pound signings that Villa were making, and you know if it had been eight million pounds this time, you still could have might have said, well, that's a lot of money, but I guess that's what. And I've um, had a few Sunderland fans go, well, it's not my money, I don't care. It's like, yeah, I get that, I get that you're not going to, they're not losing out, but it's just to me, it's where, where does the game go, and if these players are now worth this amount, and then. But you know that's 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 how it is now with the money and the television money. Any we said it before, you know, Lyon mucked up with Gokuf and basically couldn't sign anyone else for mm. for years. And they couldn't sell them. Su- <laughs> a team like Sunderland can um, splash out that kind of money, and the chances are, if it completely flops, it doesn't really matter. Because the mean, fact that you've got league and players going to Championship teams now just kind of shows the, yeah. the discrepancy in money. And it's, it's, Lorient signed Ndong for less than a million euros and they've sold them for 16. That's their business model. That's what they do. It's like if you're signing someone for your record fee, if Ndong even has a great two years, like who's going to then buy him for like 30 or 25 million? And this is what's happened. This is a problem that, that PSG had with somewhat Stombuli. It's like they buy him and then they can't really sell him and someone's got to pay like 10 million euros for someone who's done absolutely nothing. It all these players get stuck. Like Lukaku is a, a great example of it. Is like Everton paid what 30, 35 million for him, and he sort of wants 20, to move. Twenty three, I think. The twenty three. So yeah, I think it was I think in euros. Like, who's going to buy you that Everton are going to make a profit, and you're going to get the move that you want without spending a ridiculous sum? And that that's to me where the worry is. All these fees going up and up, and I think when you compare in Donson with Sophie and Buffal, who I think is probably more worth. 20 million euros than Ndong ever was and I think if he, if he wasn't injured against Lorient three games ago we might have got a bit more for him uh, I suppose we've been talking about that one as well uh, I think I think Southampton have done really really well to get Buffal in and because they've got Claude Puel who turned around Ben Arthur as we spoke about earlier and you, he's trying to play the diamond again and you've got someone who could pretty much play that, that Ben Arthur position Perfectly. Uh, Jez, have Southampton done well to get Sophie and Buffal? Uh, (laughs) You've seen a lot more of him week in, week out than me, so um, I'm not, I'm still not completely sold on him. I think he's like very similar to Ben Arthur in that I think he can either run a game or be completely anonymous. I'm not absolutely convinced about his attitude or his oh, yeah. uh, team ethic. Um, he's the kind of player that will probably become a cult hero because he'll come up with um, a few uh, you know, really brilliant goals, brilliant assists or whatever. But if Southampton are ever sort of 
in the trenches for any reason, either um, you know trying to get into Europe or trying to stave off relegation. I I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't want to rely on him. No, this is this is the thing about Buffal, and I think with, with these kind of players in general. And I was talking to uh, our good friend Scott Johnson the other night. I was like, what players in this position are consistent? And you can probably say, well, Messi, Ronaldo. Maybe Bale, Neymar now, Suarez. Okay, so who Julian Ferre. Who, <laughs> who outside of Real Madrid and Barcelona play consistently at that level in that position? And I don't think I think the, the way the position is, it is one of those hot or cold. Like you look at Eden Hazard, like decent season at Chelsea, and a great season, and then a totally off season. Even Mares has little dips, but. It, you buy some like Buffal for I think you buy him for moments, not for matches, oh. and you're relying on those little sparks and and so there's been like two stages or three stages of Buffal's career. Leo, there was the start when he sort of had to prove himself, and he was the the, the new kid, and we did have like Simon Kerr and Nolan Rue and Adama and and Gain were a decent team, and then they all left, and it was sort of like right, Buffal, it's your team. And he's like, he'd only been there for like five months and we scored five goals and he'd got four of them. And I think he realised that, well, I'm the star of this team. And he was looking for his move and he didn't get it. And there was, uh, I've got contacts inside the club and there was attitude problems. But then when Eder came and, thing, and Antoinette was there and things got better, he got better because it wasn't just him anymore. It wasn't just the focal point. And when he's in that mood and he's got support, He's absolutely. He's one. Of, he's given the ball, and you let him do whatever you want to do. You don't want to be tracked back. You don't want to be fight. You just want him to be in the position to make things happen, and he does it. What, seven out of ten, maybe. And I, I think consistency. I think is a bit of a myth in in that area of the pitch in that position. They're not strikers. They're not centre mids. They're. they're and my issue is, under, I don't mean consistency as in come out with a, a vine every five minutes. I mean. Uh, work hard. Look like you give a shit. Look like you give a but shit do, about do your you, teammates. Do you want that for a winger though? To work hard in what sense? Work hard. It doesn't necessarily mean trap back. Don't just sort of walk around all match doing nothing, and show decent attitude on and off the pitch. I mean, the off the pitch, the one is definitely the one that he. I suppose I say he has to improve. But I think now this is the move that he wanted. This is the move that he was working for. My only concern would be that if he starts doing really well for Southampton and they're not quite matching his expectations, then he starts to look for the next move and that's where the hit your head starts getting turned a la Divock Origi. Uh, and you're fine once you get that move again and, and everything works out. It's just I think I think Southampton fans will enjoy him because he when he joined us last January, you wanted to watch him, you wanted him to get the ball and he got you off your seat and there was a reason to be excited again, which we really don't have this season. Uh, and yeah, a wonderful player. There is questions over his, over his attitude. Uh, Rich, you think he's good? Oh, well, yeah, I was just going to say one thing I think on, on, on Bufal is I have I do have slight slight reservations on him. I think there's, there's no doubting his quality. There's no doubt in what he can bring. Just needs a little bit of fine-tuning, mm. I think. So I think he's gone to the right yeah. club. He's certainly gone to the right coach that can probably get that from him. Um, I think perhaps Antonetti instilled a little bit. I think Puel can mm. probably take that further. Um, so I think he's gone to the right club. He's got the right coach, the right setup there. So 
Although I do have my concerns, I, I would like to think we would see a pretty good season from him. Once you know, once he is fully recovered from this injury, don't rush him back, etc., etc., etc. But yeah, I think I think overall this this will be a good move. Um, as I said, I think I, I I said on on Twitter, I think a few Southampton fans just may have to get get over a little bit, you know, few moments of frustration with him. Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they, he he can't be you know he can't be knocked down with the transfer fee paid. Um, you know, yeah, he's he's now South. Is he now South? Record, record signing, yeah. You know, he that that's obviously a title that he will hold. Um, but he can't be beaten down with that, as so many other players have done. You know, a price tag is, you know, it's it's beyond the player's control. Yeah. Um, I do feel that they've, they've, they've probably got a good deal. I think if if he had stayed fit, then the last season they hadn't had that injury. I think there would have been more. Definite interest in him, and then the price may have got bumped up more. I think they've got a bit of a, oh, yeah, a, bit of a deal there with because he's been out. Uh, Leo have got a name, uh, Sleety from Red Star, who I can't people who watched him at. I can't say one of them. He, he's very good. I think I saw a stat from Opta Johnson, he did the most sort of like take ons in League Do last season. So we've got a similar player, and hopefully, if we can sell him for 20 million in a season and I a half, I think by by. I think it was the most by about 70, um, <laughs> which is, is either a really good sign or a really bad sign. I think. Well, he's either doing too much or everyone else yeah, is a bit far off. But yeah, yeah. If, he, if he can if he can still keep doing that for us, we, we definitely need that kind of player. And yeah, it was it was one each, uh, Nice, Leo on Saturday, and Cosiello scored early on, and Frank Berry, of all people, curled an equaliser, and then pretty much nothing happened for the rest of that game. It was a bit dire. Uh, another nice, nice almost was... scored a beauty. I thought in that match, was that there was like really intricate passing moves that I think Cyprian nearly scored. Oh, yeah, was that the second half? That one. I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, do- I mean, dozing off, but then it was that crap in between. Uh, I should have watched <laughs> the, multi- the multi- I should have watched the multiplex and got all the best bits, but it was a bit. It was a bit dire. Uh, two moves that were sort of linked. Uh, Roman Saiz has gone from Angers to Wolves, uh, and Jamil Sahi has gone from Montpellier to Angers. Uh, Rich, I think Saiz is a, a decent signing for for Wolves. He's one of those they got uh, Prince on 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 Angu from uh, Rance, who's a bit more box to box, but more powerful. And Saiz is more sort of the brains and sort of the the one that keeps it all ticking over and keeps it going. And it's a really solid midfielder, isn't he? Uh, fantastic signing for Wolves. Uh, I think was it four million? Mm, did yeah, I say? Yeah, it's, it's just um, it's a fact. I, you know, I, I think that's an example of. Of what I think we were talking about earlier about you know how what's Lee going supposed to do about it when you've got a team like and no disrespect to them, a team like Wolves coming in and buying certainly what was you know, a player who was certainly in one of the you know the the, the top half of performing midfielders last mm. season. Um, you know, Sice had a really good really good season with with Angers. We've we've talked previously about was there really any interest from Barcelona or was that just <laughs> someone having a bit of a laugh? Yeah, maybe supposedly agent. there was. Yeah. Um, but a great player and, and I've mentioned it to a few Wolves fans and I, I absolutely do not mean any disrespect by it but I thought he'd have gone for A, more money and B, to a much bigger club. So kudos to, to Wolves for the ambition shown there. As a Brighton fan, I'm not at all happy with Wolves' transfer in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they can get the best out of Cavalero who... Was great at the the Euros before that season in Monaco, and they didn't get size on Angu. There's some really really good 
pieces there that they could really yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry Jez uh, you're probably, you've dropped the ball a bit there haven't you you should, you should have been sending them emails about some of these guys uh, I know but we just had to keep knockout that was all that mattered yeah <laughs> still, still a very good player uh, yeah. The other one to mention is Quentin and G has finally signed uh, on loan at Marseille, and then that obviously saw Jaws, Kevin, and Kudu, possibly the longest transfer saga this summer, uh, be confirmed to Spurs. I, I should have an article on uh, I think it's the International Business Times website that I wrote about six weeks ago <laughs> that they've been holding on to it to release it once it actually got done. So that uh, will be out. What do we think of those two moves, Rich? Um, I think it's relatively good business for for both parties. Um, you know, Tottenham have got a you know an exciting young prospect. You know, he's another one that we've talked so much about. You know, he's he's got so many good attributes, but still just needs that little bit of work um, to get that. Uh, we, we've we've talked about consistency with Buffal, but he needs to you know he, there is a need to be there more consistent it's a bit more obvious with Nkudu but you know he is that much younger as well so that will come uh, we saw last season in a dreadful Marseille side what he can offer mm. um, so you know Spurs can be happy on that front in so much as they do have this excellent prospect um, I am surprised he's going to go I mean I'm, I'm hoping that they actually give him some game time they seem to Give so little. I know injury played a part. They get, seem to give NG so little game time. Yeah, I think that. And think say, that well, you know, if you can't well. prove, if you can't, if, yeah, if you can't prove it in a Carling Cup game, why are we going to play you in a Premiership game? Well, you tell me a player who's going to be up for it in a Carling Cup yeah. game. Um, so I'm hoping that they will play. You know, give him, give him some game time, get him playing. Um, and then from a Marseille side, you know, NG, we know he's a decent league and player. Um, we know on his day he's. You know, exciting to watch can give that energy uh, you know we'll run and run and run that's not necessarily with any end result but you know he, he can perhaps inject a bit of a spark a bit of life uh, to that Marseille side so I, I think all, all in all both sides will be will be relatively happy I think with the deal no, I'm a massive fan of Nkudu that's how I got in the back of my shirt when I was in, in Marseille he's, he's got pace he's, he's intelligent he can play on both feet yeah just as you say I just hope he gets he gets time Jez what fans should be happier in someone like Nkudu going to Marseille who can inject pace directness I mean I, I always thought he was, he was good when they played for Leon. I think they found the, the right way to use him or... It might it might be biased, but I I think Ng's a better player than Nkudu. Um I I think Marseille have got the better team out of it. St- I mean, from a player point of view, I think Ng is almost certain to get more game time than Nkudu yeah. will. Um, but I yeah, I do think Ng's a better player. Um, we'll see. But um, I just as you said, um. Maybe with better players around him and Kudu will thrive, but I still felt there's potential there. But I still felt a lot of it was bull in a china shop, and um, so much of what he did felt like luck rather than judgment a lot of the time. And, uh, there was a few of those know, maybe, goals, wasn't there? When they were... Yeah, there were like you know assists that somehow crept in, and crosses that were or shots that were so bad that. Um, 
they sort of went across the six yard box to Batshuayi tapped in and then it looked like a decent cross or you know I just yeah I was never absolutely convinced about him and I'm not convinced either that Spurs is the best place to go mm. for a young player I mean Pochettino has got a very good record with young players but it just seems that Spurs is the place where relatively talented French players go to die unless you're a goalkeeper um, <laughs> yeah yeah uh that leads us on nicely probably the last person to speak about it and it tallies up with the, the big game on Sunday night as Monaco gave us all a reason to smile by beating Paris Saint-Germain 3-1 the Stadley do which was a, a really an entertaining game it was really good to watch but Monaco was just brilliant just throughout uh, PSG had a couple of chances early on Martinho's finish excellent they got the penalty they pressed they stopped PSG from playing, and then even when PSG got the goal, they didn't didn't panic and and got the win. And one of the biggest reasons behind that defeat on Sunday was David Luiz, and it has just been confirmed. Uh, looks like it's been confirmed that he has gone back to Chelsea. Jez, as your PSG fans be out in the streets uh, celebrating that that he's gone, surely to me it does leave them a little bit short because they've only got three recognised centre backs, but. Aurier can play there. I think even Muniz played there for for Belgium. Kachouet uh, played there pre-season. You got Mota as well. It's enough to cover for someone like David Luiz when you, you're hopefully going to have Marquinhos and Thiago Silva playing the majority of games. I I've never apparently I've said it before. Apparently he's a lovely, lovely guy. Brilliant for team mm. spirit. Um, I think potentially a very good defensive midfielder I've never rated him as a centre back I just first I just don't think he's um, got the defensive nous and I don't think he's got the discipline to be where he's supposed to be at any point and um, I mean the obvious spectacular finding out was uh, the the World Cup semi-final of course but yeah. um, there's numerous examples from PSG as well and just the last you know, two it's games almost, Monaco, it's almost perfect that exactly the you know the very last thing practically the last thing he did in the PSG shirt was basically um, Ippon <laughs> I've seen quite a few people say that just because judo is popular in France at the moment he basically Ippon Jemison in the area it was the most ridiculous challenge the most blatant penalty and it was just to me that was that was just classic David Luiz and um, to get 30, 32, is it, whatever, a million for him at this stage, I think is absolutely fantastic. And yeah, it leaves them potentially a little bit short in defence, but I really, I, I think, I mean, not that money matters in any way to PSG, but I think they definitely got the better side of the deal, and I, I just don't know what Chelsea are thinking. And it sort of means they've only paid 18 million for having Luis for two seasons, which... Doesn't sound yeah, as I bad. Yeah, I saw someone. Well, I think, yeah, I saw someone I tweet that and say, um, "Ha ha ha! PSG have paid sort of twenty million for two seasons," um, as in like implying that's not a great deal at all. But you know, it doesn't <laughs> work like that. Deal. It was, I think, it was from a Chelsea fan <laughs> trying to see the glass. But apparently, apparently, Chelsea fans are delighted with this because I think obviously they all love him as a guy and they know his limitations, but they're all they're all totally fine for him. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't want him. Yeah, to you, you, pay, Tony, you pay thirty-two million for a cheerleader. Though, <laughs> effectively, yeah. Exactly. Tony Hibbert was Everton through the, and through, the, and the, the pom poms on his head. You're not going to win the Champions League with him, I don't think. No. And the fact it, it's so clearly and has been so um, widely 
speculated that he is like Conte's fourth, third or fourth choice defender. Mm. It's like, well, you're supposed to be bringing him back for team spirit, and you're bringing him back telling him, well, actually, mate, you were fourth choice. So come back and you know as fourth choice and and cheer everyone up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think PSG should definitely get the better end of this. I think Marquinhos will be absolutely delighted this evening to see David Luiz go, or even Kimbembe, who as Rich, you've been a big cheerleader of Kimbembe on Twitter. I think he he's looked the better. He's looked the fifty million pound centre back the, yeah. the first weekend season. Not not David Luiz, and if he can get more game one, time, one this. massively overrated Brazilian centre back down one to go. <laughs> On that note, should we move on to the national team very quickly? Uh, playing Italy. Can I just uh, breaking news? Oh. According to Mohamed Bouafsi, is usually very reliable. Just put on usually. Although this could be a fake, because it said Bouafsi, and I'm not sure that's his name. Yeah, it's just I know I know you're going to say. It, but I think it is. I think it's genuine. Go on. Uh, Diego Costa to PSG. What? That's not the one I thought I you were going it, to say. I think it must be a fake. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Musa Sissoko's gone to Spurs because that's RMC of just of just tweeted yeah, yeah, that. No, I thought you were going with that. that. That's definitely happened. I didn't think that was worth breaking. That's def- <laughs> it's it's a fake. Yeah. It's definitely a fake. But I it has been. That. Someone has. I've seen it. I've seen it rumored. I've seen it. Well, it's one way. To, it's one way to make Cavani look better. I suppose. <laughs> I generally think Diego Costa will destroy Ligon. I think just the way he is, I think he will. He he finishes the chances that you want Cavani to finish. Uh, if he came yeah. to Liga, I think um, I would pay for Bayal Sal to come back because I'd <laughs> love to see that too. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be really good. Now let's uh, quickly talk about the French national team playing. Italy and Belarus. There's been a couple of departures, like is it Nabil Fakir again sadly injured, which is a horrible situation, and uh, Yuan Kabai's gone out in the place we've got Usman Dembele, which is a little bit of a surprise. Kevin Gamero's in and the other one was Kondogbia. That's more of a surprise, I think. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I just it... There could have been better, you know. Well, no, I don't say better, but there could have been. It doesn't sound like he's having the best of time in Italy. But maybe someone. I've, I haven't seen, but I've heard he's had a good start to this season. I don't know. So is Benjamin Andre, though. So you know, <laughs> let's get him in. You could, I mean, you could have had Rabi or something. Bakayoko, I thought could have been a good yeah. call the way he's been yeah. playing. Well, I just think, yeah, you've got you've got some, you know, really well performing under twenty ones. Um, I think like I. I was surprised Dembele was included only yeah. because the under-21s have got qualifying matches. Yeah, exactly. You, so want, you poss- want them to be strong as well. Deschamps' thinking was not to take too many out of there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the defences are looking interesting with Kozawa in, Luka Deans in, uh, Jibril Sidibe, who obviously as soon as he leaves he goes to Monaco, he gets a call-up. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see if, if they play, uh, how they get on. And Rich, we're going to see Benoit Costil. Start. Huh. <laughs> Are we? Are we really? <laughs> he, he's the only one that's uh, playing, isn't he? Right, Mandanda Man- Man- well, Man- 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 started for I mean, Powers on the yeah. weekend. As I as I said, you know, you want a player. You know, you want your national team to be full of first team players. Well, Costiel is your answer. Um, if I'm perfectly honest, for the for the friendly against Italy. Let Ariola have uh, at the very least the first forty-five minutes, 
or, or maybe Mondon the first 45 minutes, Ariola the second 45 minutes. I think he has to see some game time. Uh, maybe a qualifier isn't the game that you try him, but certainly this friendly mm. game, give him a go. Jez, is it a worry there's only what, six six person league on? And then, I mean, the freedom of Paris Saint Germain as well. Is, is it a worry about that that there's not as much local, or is it just you, you pick the best players to where to go from? You've got like MTT at Barcelona, Dean's at Barcelona now. Uh, so Dembele's just I moved. I think it's been, it's been like that for a while. I think when France won the World Cup, I, there probably weren't many um, more than six league ambassadors players then. Um, I mean, there's two ways looking at it. Obviously, it's not arguably it's not great for for league ad, but um, arguably it's you know it's, it shows that it's a good strong squad if if there's teams from abroad abroad who are interested in those players. Um, it's a pity, but obviously it also means that there's more players coming through and getting game time in league ad. Yeah, and I suppose we we should add, obviously put Lacazette for Kira. Uh, back in that um, straight away was in like Santiago whatever he ends up could be could be there yeah but is this yeah I suppose it's, if, if they're all playing at the top teams then they should be stronger and it's not I mean it's only recently that MTC's gone away and I, I don't know if it's still the case but certainly players um, I'm actually I'm, <laughs> I'm reading a thing about the the Magic of the 80s at the moment and um, Platini refers a lot to it and then and certainly the Italian based players in the World Cup and Deschamps referred to it a few times before that they say that however much everything else they learn everything else in France sort of tactical rigour and things like that um, and certainly Juventus fans when they talk about pre-season training was just on a different level in Italy mm. um, I don't know if that's still the case but if that kind of thing is true, then it, it can only be to France's benefit if these players are getting experience abroad. You, you know, you can compare it to players like Wilshere turning down the, you know, the chance to experience Roma or Milan to go to Bournemouth, and uh, to, to quote Rich, no offence to Bournemouth, but it just doesn't feel very kind of ambitious or. But then, because the thing with that is totally off. The Milan clubs are dreadful right now. I think Bournemouth's probably a better option, to be honest. They are, but it's Milan. Like, if you've got any sense of football history, and uh, also, you know, just any ounce of culture, you'd have to be tempted to go there to play yeah, in the San Siro. To... Yeah, I get, I get that. <laughs> side of it, but if they're, if they're absolute crap, then I don't, I don't want to give a getting finishing mid table. Uh, you want to be successful as well, so. I think there's two sides. But you're saying Bournemouth are going to be pushing for Europe this year? No, I think there's going to be probably more, he'll have more fun, I think, at Bournemouth than he will at the Milan clubs. Because they know. are. I suppose they're... when all you're doing is passing the ball five yards sideways in your <laughs> career, it doesn't matter where you're doing it. Uh, there's got the seaside, so when he gets injured and he's got his feet up on a bench, he can be by the sea. Yeah, could go to the Italian lakes. <laughs> You could do, you could do. Anyway, <laughs> as a total side, um, yeah, yeah. Are France going to win both games, Rich? Quickly. Uh, yes, <laughs> they will. Jez, the, the, optimi- uh, the optimistic of the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> I just, 
apart from tournaments, it's so long since they played a competitive game. It just feels, I mean, like a qualifying game. It feels yeah. so weird. I mean, Nasby was in the first leg. That's how long ago it was. Wow. But yeah, um, yeah I, th- I don't think they'll beat Italy, but I think they'll beat Belarus, and I'd definitely rather it was that way around. Yeah, and I think that's that's what matters, isn't it? That's the important one. It doesn't really matter what happens against Italy. It's, it's the Belarus one, start of a win uh, on our way to the World Cup. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if we we'll hopefully get this put together in the shambles that it has been to record once again, we have hopefully got some audio though. And uh, we hope you enjoy. Uh, check it out on the website frenchfootballweekly.com. We're on Twitter, FrenchFTWeekly. Find us on SoundCloud, and we are on iTunes as well. So thank you for listening. Uh, let us know what you think. And until next time, uh, it's goodbye for now.